Matthew chapter 6. Let's begin reading in verse 9. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive them their trespasses, neither will your, hev- your Father forgive your trespasses. Has anyone heard this passage before? It is, it is perhaps the most quoted, well-known passage in, in, in the whole Bible. Uh, if you consider all of the churches that, that recite what's called the Lord's Prayer every Sunday in, in, their, in their service, it, it may be the, the most um, memorized, the, the passage that's, that's memorized by more people. And, and recited more times than, than any other passage. I, I guess there's really no way to prove that. You can say, well, John 3.16 or, or, or some other passage. But, but that is a, a very well-known uh, passage. But maybe it has sort of a, uh, uh, the name may not be exactly right. We call it the Lord's Prayer. And indeed, the Lord gave it to us, but it's really given to us as disciples. It's the disciples' prayer. You would find the, the Lord's Prayer, what He prays, I think in John 17, where, where Jesus is, is, is praying. But, but we'll, we'll stick with the name that, that history gives it, the Lord's Prayer. It's in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. You recall Jesus had, what, had, had been telling um, the disciples, those gathered uh, to, to hear Him teach there, on, on, a, on a hillside in, in Galilee, back at the end of chapter 5, he had told them, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And then he went, he, he moved on to tell them how to practice your righteousness. And chapter 6 began with, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And then he gave them instructions on how they were to give to the needy, how they were to pray. And then finally, uh, we, we looked at it last week, but in their fasting, how to, how to fast. But in the middle of this, or, or at the end of Jesus' instructions on, on praying, that started in verse 5, he said, When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they might be seen by others. He, he told them, don't be like those hypocrites, those actors, those fakers who are wanting only to be uh, heard and seen by, by their, their fellow Jews, their fellow men, uh, they're like they're doing something pious or righteous. Don't pray like that. He said, go in, in, into your room, in, in, into a closet and shut the door and pray to your Father who's in secret and He will reward you. And He, and he, and he ended that, those instructions with, for your Father knows 
what you need before you ask Him. That even though God knows what we need, that, that God knows our prayers before they're on our lips, we're still to pray. And, and remember one of the, the key words in, in this passage in chapter 6 is when. He said when you give to the needy, when you pray, when you fast. So in other words, not if, but when. That Jesus expects these things to be part of his disciples' life. And so he says, he, he goes on and says, Now, when you pray, pray like this. The, the, the NIV says, This then is how you should pray. The New King James said, In this manner, therefore pray. So, so when you pray, pray like this. And we could divide the, the prayer into uh, an, an invocation, the, the beginning, the address, and, and then we could divide it into two sets of, of uh, petitions. The first being to God, about God, and, and the second set being to God for ourselves or for others. But before we get to the petitions, we have that, that some, some call it an invocation, a, an, an acknowledgement, a, an, an address. And he says, our Father in heaven is how he starts. He says, when you pray, pray like this, our Father in heaven. Now, we've heard it so many times that it's almost rote that we, that we have, have memorized this, this, this prayer. I mean, most of the time, it's one of those passages that I think Bill Louthan used to point out that you've memorized it in the King James. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That, that, that we've memorized it that way. Uh, the, the, the newer translations basically follow the same pattern, but, but maybe since we've heard it so, so often, which words do you skip over? He starts with our Father. But what's the first word? Our. He, he doesn't say pray my Father. He says, our Father. So what is our? You know, you kind of wish, man, I wish I'd really paid more attention. I mean, most school, most subjects in school, but, but English in particular. It is a plural personal pronoun. Plural meaning more than one. It's our Father. So if He's our Father, what does that connote? What does that teach us? What does that, it's, it's implicit. Everybody... It, it tells us there's a sense of community, even more than community, it's because of Father, it's family. It's like we, when we pray, we remember it's not just me. God has adopted us as His sons and His, and, and his daughters in, into His family, not because of our righteousness, but because of, uh, of Christ's righteousness. They're... they're, they're are, are several passages that we could look at for that, but let's just, just one would be Galatians 4, 4. But when the fullness of time had come, come, God sent forth His Son, born of a virgin, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. 
God sent forth His Son that we might be adopted into His family. Jesus says, pray in this manner, our Father. We're part of, his, of God's family. Would you, would you ask your Father? And not everyone, unfortunately, has or had a great relationship with their fathers. I mean, some, some fathers were just, they, they really should have never been fathers, you know. But, but God's saying that he, God is the perfect father, one that we can, can approach any time, day or night. So, so pray like this, pray our father. For Jesus to consider, to teach the first century Jews that, that God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was their father was even in itself at, uh, uh, revolutionary. They, they did not, they, they considered God so lofty, and He is, that He was, he was, he was creator. He was, I am that I am. But Jesus says, He's your Father. You've been, He's adopted you into His family. And so just the, just consider the enormity of that blessing that, that God adopts us. He's, he's the, he doesn't need us. But, but because of His mercy, His grace, His love, he, he, he adopts us into His family. So we can approach Him as Father. And He's in heaven. He's, he's transcendent. I heard one preacher say, what are, what are the things that God has done? When you think of God, who is He? I mean, He's creator, sustainer, but that He's, he's been Father this is almost like, okay, this trying to describe the, the infinite with finite words. But he's been Father longer than he has been anything else. God is eternal. God the Father is eternal. But so is God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's the Trinity. There's one God, three persons. But that he has always been God the Father. He created the world. The world is not eternal. I mean, going back the other way. You know, God, there will be a new heaven and a new earth. But that, that God has always been God the Father. And now he's saying, you, you can call him your father. That's, that's the relationship. And then he's, so, so, so that's kind of the, the, the invocation, the, the, the address, our father in heaven. And then he moves on and he says, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Three petitions to God the Father. Three petitions to, to, to God. And the order is important. I think if we overlook some of them, maybe because of our, our, our language or our understanding, we, we may... We think, okay, your kingdom come, your will be done. But, but I think many times, at least I have, overlooked that first one, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be thy name. What is, is hallowed? And I don't know if maybe it's, you pronounce it like the King James, hallowed. I, I just have, there's certain things like blessed, hallowed, that 
but hallowed be your name. What what does it mean? Honored. 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 May your name be kept holy. And I think of all the times that you hear folks using it as church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, I mean, how, how is the name of God used in, in the world, in, 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 in our culture, our society, and, and, and you know, in, in, the, in the whole world? So, so what's it? He's saying, may your name, he says, hallowed, Sanctified, revered, kept holy, honored, glorified, be your name. So, so he, he, he's, he's saying start this way. May your name be holy. May it be honored. May, may there be glory and reverence attached to it. But what does he mean name? And this is the part that I think we don't think of or, or, or maybe understand. If I say your name is Benny, you know, that's his, you know, his handle, his, 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 just his name, what he's called. But what else does it, does it mean? Name, name also means who they are, the, 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 the character, the, uh, the okay, I'm running out of words, the, the, who, who he is. May his name be holy, his, his being his 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 characteristics, the the traits by which he is he he is he is known. May how you're known, he's saying, our Father who art in heaven. May may how you are understood, how you are known, be reverenced, be revered. May 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 you be honored. And, and, and glorified and sanctified. May your name be holy. And he's saying, that, remember the Jews in the first century and even, even before that, I mean, with all of their warts, one thing they got right was their reverence for the name of God. They, they wouldn't speak it. They, they wouldn't write it wholly, completely, and, and, and so it came by the first century, scholars say that they would refer to God as the name. He, he's the name because they, they reverenced God so much that, that they wouldn't speak his name. And so the, the phrase, the name, means God himself. And so he says, number one, our utmost desire, and this is in prayer, our utmost desire it is that God would be revered and sanctified, that, that his name would be honored among all people. Do we pray in that manner? And it, remember he said, go into your closet, go into your room, go, go pray, you know. Sometimes 
And, and Jesus wasn't, was by no means condemning public prayer. You know, it was that, that he prayed publicly himself. But he's saying, you know, when you pray, when you pray privately, pray like this. Do, do, we, do we pray, do we start off with petitions about, it's a petition, it's a desire, it's something that we want for God. And so do we start off by saying, God, may your name be glorified, honored, revered through the whole world? Or do we do the second half where he gives three, maybe four, depending on how you want to divide them up, petitions for ourselves? Okay, there were enough smiles in that that I know what, you know. Now I don't feel like the Lone Ranger. It's like we jump into what we, what we want. And, and Jesus, is, Jesus says, start with, hallowed be your name. May your name be revered and, and reverenced in, in, in the whole world by, by everyone. May, may, and that's to be our desire. He said, it, it's almost as if he's saying, re remember what he said in verse 8. Your father knows what you need before you ask. I mean, go ahead and ask. We're, we're instructed to ask, but he says, you don't need to just jump right in, ask, ask, ask. You know, it, it, it's like you get home and, and it, it's like, well, I, I want this, this, this. You know, if it's little, little kids or, or, or whatever, that's probably just a terrible illustration, but and it's... Give God the, the, the reverence and desire for His name to be revered in, in all, of the, all of the earth. Were the Jews good about that or not? Are we good about that? Well, no. But, but look back. We'll just do something different since this is very abbreviated. But remember that... 400 years before, when, when the Jews had returned from the Babylonian exile and gone back to Jerusalem and rebuilt the temple and rebuilt the wall, and we, we, we looked at this when we studied uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, and one of the prophets that came along about that time was Malachi, the last prophet in the Old Testament, the, the last word, and then, then God didn't speak for over 400 years until John the Baptist came. But, but Malachi, the prophet, in, in all through the book, but, but particularly in the, in the first chapter, he begins, he says, the oracle of the word of God, of the word of the Lord, to Israel by Malachi. This is the, the record of God's word to Israel by Malachi. And in verse, in verse 6 of chapter 1 of Malachi, he says, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts to you. O priests who despise my name. That, he's, that God is telling the priests, Why are you despising my name? But you say... How have we despised your name? And then God replies, By offering polluted food on my altar. 
But you say, how have we polluted you? By saying that the Lord's table may be despised. When you offer a blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? And when you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Present to your governor, he will accept you and show you favor, says the Lord of hosts. And now entreat the favor of the Lord that he may be gracious to us. With such a gift from your hand, will he show favor to any of you, says the Lord of hosts. Oh, that there were one among you who would shut the doors that you might not kindle fire on my altar in vain. And he goes on and he, he tells them, you have, you have despised my name. You have not honored my name, who I am, that, that he warned Israel. He says, my name will be great among the nations and in every place incense will be offered in my name. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. God's, God's name is great, will be great and, and will be honored and magnified and lifted up. But Israel 400 years before was not doing that. Israel in the first century was not doing that. Remember, prior to uh, this, this Sermon on the Mount, which happens kind of about a year after Jesus began his earthly ministry, he had already been to Jerusalem for the first Passover during that time, and he had cleaned out the temple of all those money changers and, and those who were selling sacrifices that weren't perfect as they should be, who were profiting on the things that they were supposed to be offering to God. And he says, you have despised my name. You have, you have lessened my name. And Jesus says, when we pray, we should be praying that God's name will be lifted up. And then the next two just come in, in natural, logical order. God's name lifted up, revered, honored. He says, your kingdom come. It's one of those already, not yet. God's kingdom. Jesus came saying, preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist had done that. Then Jesus did that. And he's saying, your kingdom come. It, it came with Jesus, but it is not, we're not at the end of it. it, it it's already, not yet. It will be established through the whole that through the whole earth when Jesus comes again. And then he says, because of that, then your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I was driving down the tollway this week, and there was this Dodge pickup is going down, and, and I just looked, and he had, you know, this bumper sticker, and it said something like, Jesus is Lord. And he had a piece of cardboard in the back, you could, it just said Jesus Christ. You couldn't really read it. And then, you know, it was stop and go. And so I started counting. He had 13 different bumper stickers that, that had a, a, a Christian message on them. Jesus is Lord, repent. Uh, there's only one way. I mean, and they were, they were all, in my opinion, theologically correct, all of these bumper stickers. And then we just stopped. And this truck's, I'm in the middle lane, he's over here. And I look, and it's like, the guy's got, he's holding something out his window. And I was like, hmm. And then it, it dawned on me, you know, I would have won the prize because I bet you he's got a sign that says repent. And sure enough, my lane started going, and so I could read in the rearview mirror, and it said repent. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's like, well, that guy's a weirdo. It's like, he is... He is 
he was witnessing the people. I don't, God could use that, right? I mean, he, he has this, and then when, when his lane would be stopped and, and the cars are going the other way, we're going too fast, but we were still going slow, he'd turn it around like this so everybody coming up behind him could see that word, repent. And it's like that is exactly what we need. I mean, we, we, our nation, we as individuals, we as a church, we as a Sunday school class, and then extend it out to our nation, we need to repent, which is to turn from sin and go in the path that God would, you know, follow God's path. And so as Jesus came preaching that and he's giving people us instructions, pray like this, pray to our Father, the, the family that we are part of God's family. He is our Father. He is, he is transcendent. He is in heaven. And pray that God's name would be honored. We, we know how in, in our... Do you, you want to start nation, state, county, town, even sometimes in our own houses, how God's name is not revered or hallowed as it should be. And then, God, may, may your name be, be glorified. May your name be honored. May your kingdom come and your will be done. He st our prayer should start with petitions, not for what we need, but think petitions to God to, to make his name great. It's already great, but God made this happen in all of our hearts and our, in our lives. We may digress and go back to the first three petitions next week, but we'll, we'll certainly get to verse 11. Or it may be two weeks, depending on how, you know, what kind of food Wally has next week for, uh, for, for the brunch. We, um, but we'll look at, give us this day. And then this, this gives, if, if you didn't get to read ahead, read, read ahead and then, because I may need some help with verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Any, any other observations? or? Well, let's pray and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we just thank you that we're part of your family, that you are our perfect Father. And God, may our utmost desires be that your name would be lifted up among all people, among all nations, that it would be honored and revered as it should be. And God, may we seek to uh, follow your will, to search for your will, and always be looking forward to your kingdom coming for the return of Christ when your rule and your reign is established forever and ever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.